You're listening, you're listening to, you're listening to listening. Not Your Average Culture, a podcast geared towards promoting less consuming and more doing, where I discuss topics related to dating, lifestyle, creatives, and entrepreneurship. This podcast will challenge you to open up your mind, think about things differently, and ask yourself, am I doing it for the culture or doing it for myself? I'm your host, Chardonnay. Let's get to it. everyone welcome back to the not your average culture podcast this week's episode falls under the entrepreneurship category i got a chance to sit down with leslie the founder of next play events now if you don't know let me tell you next play is centered around making the experience of networking natural through events and it's game changing (laughs) it's transforming the way students and professionals of color connect to opportunities in tech He shares a very unique and interesting story of how he left his recruiting role at LinkedIn to start his own company. This episode resonates with me because not too long ago, I was trying to figure out when is the right time to leave my job to chase my dream career. Also, how do I connect with professionals to break into the tech or media industry? So this conversation was well needed. Leslie shares some great insight and tips for young professionals like myself, and I think this episode is great for anyone trying to land a dream job. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. first like to share with listeners you know how I know the guests and why I invited them onto the show so I'll just start by sharing a little bit of background information that I first met you at a crucial crucial conversations uh, where we were talking about the state of blacks in technology mm-hmm. and I really love like your story about like how you started your own business so can you share with everyone a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I'm Leslie Touche, founder and CEO of Next Play Events. And my background, I worked at LinkedIn for four years. I was a recruiter and I was also a diversity program manager. So my job in that diversity program manager role was to figure out how LinkedIn can attract and hire more people of color, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so in that role, a part of my job was hosting events. And I like hosting events. However, I was not a big fan of like networking events, like formal, traditional networking events. Mm-hmm. And you want me to get into that story right now? Yeah, okay. go, go ahead. And so yeah, that was a part of my job. And I attended a lot of events in the industry just to see how other companies were doing it. And I noticed that every company had a lot of speakers at their events. They were doing these speaker panels and there was a lot of talking about how these companies care about diversity, they care about inclusion, they care about belonging, but I felt like there wasn't enough showcasing. Companies weren't creating an environment where people could experience that. It's mm-hmm. one thing to tell people, it's another thing from the experience it. that's powerful. Also, you know, I was, I was thinking about how we can make these events more fun so it's not super buttoned up, stiff. I don't like those environments. Yeah. If I can't be my authentic self, I don't like it, Yeah. personally. 
So there was that, and um, came up with this idea. So I have a background in music. I'm okay. a musician. Okay. I used to be in a band. Nice. Funk rock hip hop band. I know a lot of people don't know that about me. Nice. Yeah. So the original plan was to become a rock star. <laughs> that didn't end up working out. The band broke. I mean, it was a pretty good band, but the band broke up. And so I went the corporate route. So I've been trying to figure out how to merge my passion for the arts and music nice. with like my professional life. And so I came up with this idea that I thought was brilliant. Like, what if we did an open mic event mm. where it would have a little bit of networking, there'll be some talks, and there'll also be live performances. And the idea behind this open mic thing, my band used to test out new songs at open mics, mm-hmm. local community open mics. And I just saw how it just brought everybody together, that it just created a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing. It was amazing the way it brought people together. I figured if we do that in an event, at a professional event, that could be pretty dope. Yeah. It's, it's actually nice that you came up with that concept of like combining your passion with something mm-hmm. that you already do because not many people really try to connect those two together. So yeah. it's, it's nice that you had that uh, thought process. So what was your way of like bringing this idea Every to time. life? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so I came up with this idea and I had to figure out how to make this work in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be as casual as a community open mic, sign your name on a piece of paper, first come, first serve. There's got to be some kind of quality control because LinkedIn's brand's on the line. Right. So first I had to figure out like, how do I make this work? What's the format going to look like? It's going to be somewhere in the middle between an open mic and a professional networking event. And so when I figured that out, um, the first person I talked to was my senior director at the time. Mm-hmm. And I told her, like, hey, I have this idea I'm super excited about. What if we asked all the black and Latino employees? We have what we call employee resource groups. They call them ERGs. Mm-hmm. There's a black ERG. There's a Latino ERG. So I went to my senior director and said, let's go to our black and Latino ERGs. Ask them to invite any sales professional in the network. The first mm-hmm. event was for sales. Let's just ask them to invite anybody in sales that they know. It doesn't matter what industry they work in. So I should probably take a step back because there's a lot going on here. It's very complex and mm-hmm. dynamic. So I was trying to solve for a couple of things. And mm-hmm. I, I'll bring everything together. I was trying to solve for a couple of things. One, how do we create an event that's more engaging? Mm-hmm. How do we create an environment where people can experience that sense of belonging that we're talking about? And I don't need to tell you that I want you to feel like you belong at LinkedIn. You're gonna show up, the lights are gonna be dim, there's gonna be live DJs, play music we actually listen to. There's gonna be live performances. The vibe is gonna be crazy. You've never seen this at a networking event before. Mm-hmm. The food is gonna be super authentic. And you're gonna feel at home. When you feel at home, boom, that's that sense of belonging. Yeah. And so I wanted people to experience that. So that was one thing I was trying to solve for. How do I create an authentic environment? The other thing I wanted to solve for was how do I get LinkedIn to interview people who don't come from the tech industry. They have the skills we're looking for, but they may not be working for another tech company. And so that's one of the challenges with diversity recruiting. Tech companies like to hire people who work for other tech companies. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's only two to three percent of us in a space. So if you're only interviewing people in the industry, we'll never move the needle. Yeah. And some companies just don't feel confident that people coming from other industries 
have exactly what it takes to succeed in tech specifically, they might have the same skills. If you can mm -hmm. sell, you can sell. Yeah. If you're a medical device and you can convince someone to give you a million dollars for a product, you can sell. I can teach you how to sell software. I can teach you about the software product. Mm -hmm. You already have the mouthpiece, you can sell it. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out how do I get our hiring managers in front of these salespeople who may come from insurance, medical device, all these other industries. Right. And so I figured if we did something that was low pressure and it was casual and it was fun, we invited everyone, including the hiring managers, like, yeah, come out. And yeah. It's going to be a casual networking event. They'll, they're they're going to engage with these professionals naturally. Mm -hmm. And then they'll see how amazing these people are. And then they'll now be open to, to talking to them. Nice. Those are the two things I was trying to solve for. Nice. Now, I kind of want to circle back to where you said, um, I know you said you didn't like the uptight events or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good point because so many people tell us, like, get out there and network, get mm -hmm. out there and network. And mm -hmm. it's like, what does that really yeah, mean? Exactly. How do you go about doing it? So mm -hmm. kind of walk me through, um, like, the experience of someone who attends a next play event mm -hmm. you know what type of experience will they get where they feel like you know i can show up and be my yep. my own self mm -hmm. but then also i'm here to see if i could potentially get mm -hmm. my dream job absolutely yeah so the networking experience at a next play event it is a networking event but it's centered around culture so when you walk in the first hour is straight networking so when you walk in there's a live dj playing music so the vibes are just good automatically mm -hmm. you feel great and then the lights are a little bit dim, so it's not like super bright lights. Like, it's just, it's weird sometimes when you have these bright corporate lights. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that, we dim it, so almost, it, it kind of has a comedy club kind of vibe. So you relax immediately the moment you walk in. And then um, our events are cultural events, really, so we always have a clothing theme. So if you walk oh. in, there's like 80s theme, everyone's in 80s clothes, or if it's like, we've done all kinds of themes, 80s, 90s, we've done, um, African print you walk in I mean people just have amazing outfits on and that's the conversation starter so we want to like we want to make it easy for you to have a natural conversation without it being who do you work for what do you do mm -hmm. that's transactional we don't want those transactional conversations that's a dope shirt I like that where did you get it boom the conversation started right. eventually you talk about what you do but you can get the conversation started in a natural way so it's right. a genuine engagement so that's the next way event. You show up and people are mixing and mingling. You could, it's a safe space. Everybody there, you don't have to worry about anybody in that environment. Everyone there is good. Everyone there is a professional. Everyone's doing fine. So people are open. Walls are down. Unlike a club or a day party where people have their guards up, everyone's walls are down in this environment. Wow. Everyone's down to connect. So rewind back to the part where you said you were at LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like how were you pitching this idea yeah, yeah. Uh, while still working at LinkedIn before this became a separate. Yeah, yeah, so the good thing about working at LinkedIn is I got a chance to test it because this has never really been done before. This is the first time that anyone's trying to merge, not just a professional event, a recruiting event with like a cultural event and there's an element of risk it can go off the rails there's a lot of things can go wrong if you don't do it right right so i told my man i told my senior director like hey i want to do this thing and uh she's i mean she's amazing at her job right but she she was she was a white lady and just didn't have did come from my culture let's put it that way gotcha so she's gotcha. like what like tell me a little bit more about this open mic what is open mic kind of thing so now i'm like okay well i gotta explain what open mic is so 
I figured, let me try something new. Usually you go to the top to get things approved. I figured, okay, I'm gonna explain to her what open mic is. Mm-hmm. I explained that to her and she was like, yeah, but how is that gonna help us recruit? Like, our brand is on the line, what if things go wrong? She's thinking about things that leaders should be thinking about. Right. Which is fine. And so, I was like, okay, I'm gonna explain it to her, give her time to process it, and I'm gonna go to the ERGs and get everybody excited, everybody bought in. And if I can get every single black and brown employee excited and bought in, and they're like, when is this happening? You're not gonna tell all those people no. Right. These are salespeople that I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. They're black, they're brown, they're doing sales at LinkedIn, they're doing well. If they if they think this will work, the people we wanna hire, those are your peers. These are your friends. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna tell all of them no. So I went on the road show, got the entire black ERG excited, the entire Latino ERG excited. And then that senior director decided to go on her road show where she went around asking people like, hey, you know, Leslie came up with this idea. What do you think about it? This open mic thing. What do you think? And everybody she talked to, I had already talked to them first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, yeah, he told me. Like, that's amazing. Genius. Like, when is that happening? We're, <laughs> we're ready. We're ready for it to happen. And so, literally, that was, that was the reaction she got from everyone. And she came back to me. It was like, wow, I actually feel, like, I feel kind of dumb. It seems like I was the only one that didn't know what open mic was and that didn't get it. And so it sounds like everyone thinks it'll work. Let's give it a shot. Nice. And you kind of made her job easier. You know, you did the legwork for her. And it was like, okay, so here's the idea. I just need you to put your stamp of approval on it. Yeah. So, um... That's an important point, though. And I want to, like, touch on this before we move on. mm Mm-hmm. A lot of times people go up to get things approved, but sometimes you can get your peers on board you can get them super excited about it and then now you guys together can go up to the top and it's going to be a lot easier for them to approve it if everyone's on board versus if it's just you especially if it's a new idea yeah so i kind of want to unpack that a little Mm -hmm. bit more like one where did you get the confidence to be like you know what i'm just going to go talk to Mm -hmm. all of the ergs and Mm then just did you have any um inspiration that provoked you to go about doing this this Mm -hmm. you know untraditional way like what was your whole thought process behind that because not a lot of people have the courage to do that so i kind of want you to to go to the ergs and get them excited yeah or to just like you know go beyond their supervisor yeah yeah that's true where did you find the courage to do that yeah so I don't know, I'm just resilient. If I have an idea that I think is good, mm-hmm. and I think it's like worth pursuing, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to nice. make it happen. So, when I told her and she said no, well, it was a soft no. It wasn't a hard no, it was like, I mean, I had a pretty good reputation, so she didn't want to say no, you can't do that, because I had a pretty good track record. So she was just like, yeah, let's, she said, let's keep talking about it, which is like, yeah, probably not, but <laughs> there's a chance. So when she said no, I was like, you know what? If the recruiting team doesn't want to do this, there's another way we can do it where recruiting does not need to be involved in a formal capacity. ERGs are separate groups within the company. They Mm -hmm. can do whatever the hell. They can do events, whatever events they want to do, they can do it. Right. As long as it makes sense. So I figured if recruiting didn't want to sponsor it, like this is an event that is organized and sponsored by LinkedIn Recruiting, we can go to like the black ERG and Latino ERGs and say, hey, let's collaborate on an ERG event mm. called an open mic event. And then we could invite everyone in our network and it just seemed like a casual networking event, come meet like-minded professionals in the industry. 
And then on the back end, we can invite recruiters to come participate in this event. We can invite hiring managers. Hey, here are the people we're inviting. It'll be some good networking come out. And that's that's exactly what I did. Nice. So it was gonna happen. Regardless. With, yeah, it, yeah, it was gonna happen with or without her. Now, in order to get the recruiting team to be involved and take it seriously, it mm-hmm. nice to get her approval. And so that's that's why I did that. I, I just saw that. That was like plan B. If recruiting doesn't want to do it, ERGs could do it. Mm-hmm. And then I would just leverage my personal relationships by inviting people on the recruiting team that I know, hiring managers that I know, like, hey, just come out and support. And mm-hmm. that's what I ended up doing, actually. Wow. Yeah. So... You actually threw the event, you got the approval, Mm -hmm. and so I'm wondering, when was the defining moment where you were like, okay, I need to leave LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and I just want to, you know, start my own thing. What was the defining moment for you? Yeah, to be honest, I did not know that, I mean, I didn't know I'd be here today. If anyone asked me, like, do you think this is going to be, like, the next thing you're going to do, I would have told them, probably not. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see it coming. We did the first event, and a lot of the professionals that we invited, these are not job seekers. These are what we call passive uh, professionals. They're not on a job search at all. Right. And so they showed up and they experienced that sense of belonging. The feedback we got was powerful. People people were telling us like, this. I've been in tech for 10 plus years. This is the first time I've ever truly felt like I belong in this space. The fact that LinkedIn has um, made the conscious effort to organize something as this authentic Nice. And like that's one hundred percent for the culture. I want to work for this organization. Nice. And so that was the selling point. We didn't have to talk to them about any open roles that we had. We didn't have to tell them we care about diversity. It wasn't even a diversity event. It just so happened that the people who were there were black and brown. And so they all ended up wanting to work for LinkedIn. They interviewed. They got hired. We hired six for the first event, and we did it for engineering. Hired people. Did it in New York. Hired people. Did it in Chicago. We hired people, and it's just like wow, we have a thing here. That was just. It became a regular part of our diversity recruiting strategy with LinkedIn mm-hmm. okay with LinkedIn then we started getting a lot of press um, I did a radio interview with um, KQED NPR mm-hmm. Inc. Magazine did an article um, there's an industry journal called I4CP they came out to the event in New York and they wrote like they literally wrote a case study about this initiative and the success what? that was the first time I've ever done anything that like a professional case study was written about it and I can send it to you yeah please it's do. incredible it's, it's, it's incredible and so when that started happening then other companies started reaching out to me on LinkedIn I wrote an article about the open mic how I came up and I told the whole story mm-hmm. and so that article is on my LinkedIn profile wow. so we can share it after this interview but I wrote an article and they got a lot of engagement it went like semi-viral wow. and everyone's like wow this is why diversity matters when you get people come from different backgrounds they bring different ideas to the table mm-hmm. and other companies started reaching out like hey could we participate in this mm-hmm. multiple companies reaching out and I thought that was interesting because this is a LinkedIn recruiting event you wouldn't ask another company to participate in a recruiting event that's weird they're right. trying to hire people for their organization why would they let you in especially if you're a competitor yeah but people really wanted they wanted a piece of it they really wanted to participate in that and so when that started happening that's when it hit me like hold on there's demand there's a market here for this Mm -hmm. and I asked those people these companies like would you pay for this is this something you pay for they said absolutely wow I asked my manager like would you pay for this she said yes I asked her how much she paid for it she told me at that point I knew I had something (laughs) 
I was like, yeah, I got to figure out what's next. I got to figure out my next play at this point. Wow. And so is that how you came up with the word next, next play? play? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I came up with the word next play. So LinkedIn CEO uses the word next play a lot. He got it from Coach K, Duke's um, college basketball coach. After every play, he yells next play, literally every time. Wow. And so the CEO got that. And he's just like, yeah, don't focus on what just happened. You got to focus on the next play. And I figured now that I have this idea, um, I could build an entire company leveraging this idea to help people secure, to help people find their next way. It's like, I'm going to call this company the next way. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah, wow. So that's that's when I knew like it was time to figure out how I can help the entire industry. LinkedIn had a lot of success doing it, and they're still doing these events. They're still hiring. I just met someone two days ago who came to one of the first open mics we did, and she just got hired four months ago. She's getting hired two years later, and I asked her, did the open mic influence your decision? She was like, yeah, the moment I attended, I knew LinkedIn was going to be the next company I worked for. Wow. So when she got to a point where she was ready to move, move on from the company she was at, she was like, yeah, LinkedIn, just based on that experience. Wow. Powerful stuff. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. So um as i mentioned to you like at the event that we were both at um Mm -hmm. like i relocated to the bay area specifically to work on a creative team Mm -hmm. um within the tech or media industry because like my long-term goal is to be a creative director Mm -hmm. um now for someone who doesn't have the resources or support system courage or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um but they're interested in attending like a next play event. Absolutely. Do they have to come specifically to the Bay Area or where is next play? Like how can people Yeah, tap into a community? Yes. Yeah, so if you want to attend an event, we do events in multiple markets. So we do them in the Bay Area, we do them in New York, London. It's now like global brand. And is it just tech or is it tech as an engineering mm-hmm. or industry tech? The industry tech. Yeah, so our focus is um, helping people connect to opportunities in tech, and we're doing that because it's by far the wealthiest industry planet has ever seen. I mean, this industry is generating trillions of dollars, and the fact that we're only two, three, four percent, whatever, mm-hmm. the total tech population, this, I have an issue with that because it's pretty easy to make a lot of money in tech and just to make a big impact. These companies go from nothing to like, tens of thousands of employees and they it's the highest paying industry and there's just so much goodness yeah in this industry and the fact that we're not really here really bothers me i don't want us to get left behind this is the biggest opportunity people of color have to create generational wealth and absolutely help your families in one year you can make six figures pretty easily and we could talk about that there's opportunities where you can get in that don't necessarily require you to go to ivy leagues or require you to work for some of the top brands out there there's there's ways to get in and boom you're you're making six figures and you get stocks people getting mil- i mean i was a recruiter so i know i've given out these offers people are getting million dollar offers if you include stocks your salary annual bonuses what is that's one question i do have is what is the common myth around the tech industry like is it people feel like there's only coding yeah. or engineering roles. Mm-hmm. What other roles are out there yeah. that can potentially be like a six-figure um, position, but not necessarily a technical role? Great question. I'm glad you asked that because this is a big misconception. A lot of people think tech is primarily technical, like engineering. When they think tech, they think engineering roles. I'm not a programmer. I don't know how to code. I don't know if this industry is for me. 
However, 40% of all jobs in tech, almost half, are non-technical roles. They're non-engineering roles, don't require any kind of technical chops, any kind of technical background. They're roles that every industry has. So in order to run a business, you need you need a sales team. You need people to sell the product, right? Right. Tech companies have sales teams. In fact, a lot of tech companies have more salespeople than even engineers. Once they grow and expand, they need a lot of people selling so they can make money. There's a sales team. You got to market the product. Mm-hmm. All tech companies have a marketing team. You need someone to manage uh, human resources. They all have an HR team mm-hmm. who's going to manage the money. Finances. They all have a finance team. Analytics. They all have analytics. Legal. You need some lawyers to to make sure like you're you're good. They, they all have legal teams. Mm-hmm. So these are all generic departments that every business must have in order to succeed. But for some reason, when people think about tech, maybe it's because they think of they think of like websites like Google. Google to a lot of people is just a search engine. You don't think of Google as being like a legit company with all these different departments. You won't know unless you're you exposed know. to it. Exactly. Or Facebook or. Um, even LinkedIn like people think of them as websites my mom asked me one time because mm-hmm. I told her LinkedIn had 10,000 employees she was like 10,000 people doing what? <laughs> that was a website <laughs> like yeah that's the product but there's a lot of people behind that yeah and so I think that's a big misconception there's all kinds of roles in tech to answer your second question how do you get in what like what where are the opportunities to get in outside of engineering recruiting is one of them a lot of people don't know this Recruiters, there's a lot of recruiters who make just as much money as engineers. Some recruiters make even more money. Wow. And the average recruiter is not making, engineers probably make more on average, but the average recruiter is not too far off. Throw out a number for me. I mean, we're talking six figures. Recruiters are making strong six figures. Wow. Strong. I mean, there's programs where within a year of recruiting, you can come in. I came in as a recruiting associate. Mm -hmm. Within a year of recruiting, you're making six figures easy. I mean, companies like... Companies like Facebook, within a year, are paying strong six figures for recruiters. One year of experience. So, recruiting is one a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people don't even know recruiting is a career. I didn't know. When I graduated, um, when I graduated school, my last semester, I got a a message from a recruiter at LinkedIn. That's how I got my job. Mm. I was kind of fortunate. I didn't have to like apply for it. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we have this recruiting associate role. We like your background. Are you interested in learning more about it? Wow. Thought it was a scam. At the time, I didn't know recruiters were reaching out like that yeah. on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I took the call. It was legit. I interviewed and I got the job. Nice. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, and, and then that really opened my eyes. Like, wow, this recruiting, a lot of tech companies hire a lot of recruiters. Mm-hmm. Some even have hundreds of recruiters. Mm-hmm. That's how they grow from zero to 10,000 in a matter of years. Wow. How long has Uber been around? They have like almost 20,000 employees. How do you do that? You need full-time recruiters. Yeah. So recruiting is one. Sales is another one. If you can sell, you can sell. Who cares what school you went to? Who cares what? It doesn't really matter. So sales is another opportunity. They have entry-level roles in recruiting, entry-level roles in sales. Uh, what are some some of the other business units? They want you to have a little bit of experience in tech. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. But those two, those two, I would like. All you have to do is get in. Once you get in. In sales, you can transition into any other role. Recruiting, you, I mean, I started off in recruiting and I transitioned into diversity program manager, which is completely different. Wow. Career change. I didn't have to go back to school or anything. Mm-hmm. So there's those opportunities, those entry-level roles you can get in and then you can transition into wherever you want to go. 
what about those people who are like in mid-level career like mm-hmm. they're coming from a completely different industry such yeah. as like teaching in insurance mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. how would they make that transition would they attend one of your next play events would they how yeah. would they navigate that yeah so the best way to get in that's a good leading question actually the best way to get in you need relationships i don't care how strong your background is i don't care how skilled you are you need to know people to get into this industry mm-hmm. the truth is employee referrals is the number one source of hires mm-hmm. in tech and in fact in all industries and so tech companies hire referrals all companies do that's never going to change and you know the I can I mean I can give specific numbers on that mm-hmm. um, yeah so like I said recruiting I mean employee referrals is the number one source of hires if you get a referral you're 20 times more likely to get the job Wow. Um, and so you should be trying to find a way to build a relationship and get that referral. If you're, so one of my personal goals, and this is actually next phase vision, is to make everybody in our community twenty times more likely to get a job. If you get that referral, you're twenty times more. So we want people to stop applying for jobs because I've been a recruiter. Recruiters don't have time to review applications. Yeah. If you're filling out a job application, it's a hail mary. It's not a winning strategy. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and I can tell you that as a former recruiter, and the official stat is the average recruiter spends like six seconds on a resume. Let's not even talk about cover letters. I don't think, I don't remember, I don't think, I, I don't think I ever read a single cover letter. We wow. don't have time. And I remember being on the other side thinking, spending so much time on this cover letter. No, you have to find a relationship. You got to get the referral. That's who companies actually hire. Wow. And so, the reason why we started Next Play was because we wanted to make it easy for people to connect, build those relationships, and those relationships will lead to referrals. Mm. So now, you're now 20 times more likely to get hired. Wow, that, and that's dope because, you know, as um, a millennial, sometimes I feel like I'm filling out all these job applications yeah. and I'm like, I'm putting in the keywords. Yeah. I'm like, is my resume cover letter, is it just going into like a black hole? Absolutely. So I think that that's really, you know, valuable advice to give people is to build relationships. What other than relationships. relationships, what else would you recommend? Like if you... LinkedIn. Okay. I'd recommend using LinkedIn. Instead of, I mean, I know people who literally applied for a thousand jobs before they landed one. Mm-hmm. And that one job they landed might have been employee referral. So, <laughs> I think a better use of your time is using LinkedIn. Find the company that you want. On LinkedIn, you can see all the employees. Right. Send them a connection request with a note so they know what you're looking for. And once you connect with them, you can send them a message. Send them a quick message. Say, hey, you know, I'm re- like really interested in like what you're doing. I'd love to borrow it. 10 minutes a small number nothing crazy like yeah. someone for 30 minutes an hour it was about 10 minutes of your time just to learn more mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many people would take that call wow and if they take that call and it goes well it could they can go from 10 to 30 minutes it could even go 45 minutes and some people want to help they might prep you through the interview process and you should then ask that person for a referral or you don't have to ask right away but nurture that relationship yeah You're better off doing that than filling out job applications it's just it's a losing strategy and I really want people in our industry to um, stop applying for jobs um, and so next play we have events if you don't know someone you need an introduction to someone right mm-hmm. next play we have over 5,000 people in the community we have over 200 tech companies represented and it's simple on the app you can request an intro mm-hmm. 
So you identify the company, you identify the job you're interested in, and just request an intro. We'll like review your background, just to make you should you should identify a job that you meet the basic qualifications for. Yeah. Don't ever apply for a job if you don't meet the basic qualifications. You can't technically can't get an interview. <laughs> right. So make sure like all right you're within reach. If you are, then we'll connect you with another NextWave member. The app is called Ally. We'll connect you with an ally. Wow. We'll then talk to you, and then you can take it from there. Wow, that's dope. That actually was one of my next questions. Is um, is that the only thing you're currently working on, or what else? Yeah, so, okay, so we have the events. Right now, we have a Slack group, which anyone could join. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share my information after this, and people can reach out, and I'll send them a link to join the Slack group. Nice. And within that Slack group, you can reach out directly to people. Well, there's a lot of networking happening in Slack group. Mm-hmm. The app right now is getting, we're going to, we're gonna do it for engineering specifically first. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna boil the entire ocean right away. We're gonna make it work for engineering. Once it does, then we'll eventually open it up nice. to other business units. But um, Slack, we have a Slack group, and anyone could join, and anyone could make those connections, and boom, that'll lead to to referrals. Nice, that's mm-hmm. dope. So outside of next play and work and everything, what keeps you going in particular? Like what what drives you? What drives me? Mm-hmm. Outside of next play, I'm a simple guy. Like <laughs> I'm a simple guy. Like I'm a people person. I like people. I like I like hanging out with my peoples, whether it's friends, family. Um, I'm big on the arts. Like yeah. Like like I mentioned, I'm a musician, so I'm always I'm always listening to music going to live shows nice making music I do music production too nice um yeah anything in arts like I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram watching dancers I just love I'm with like we have a lot of dancers at our event so I don't know I just love entertainment I'm just I just love it yeah it, I spend a lot of time on that I feel like um that's why I'm so interested in like media and tech is because I feel like those are the main drivers that move our culture forward mm-hmm. we're so consumed with it and it's like if you're going to use it make sure that you're utilizing it for the right intentions which Mm -hmm. is kind of another reason why i've started this passion project of my podcast because it's like if i'm going to do this i want to make sure that like i'm doing it right and Mm -hmm. informing people exactly so i want to conclude the podcast on a light note by Mm -hmm. introducing three questions geared toward providing a fun call to action and takeaway for listeners so Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is one thing that you have observed that has become a common trend among people that you would like to challenge people to do or think about differently for one week? That can be something fun or related to your industry. For instance, like um, I had one guest on the show and her challenge was um, to go to a networking event. Mm-hmm. Like if there's an industry that you're interested in getting into, go by yourself mm-hmm. and just connect with one person so what's something that you would like to challenge people to do or think about differently for one week I think I've kind of touched on that already Mm -hmm. and it's very important so I'll repeat it (laughs) so I think people need to you should always be building relationships you should always be expanding your network whether you're on the market or not that's something you should always be doing right so yeah, I would challenge people to meet meet one new person a month. Meet one new person a month. I like that. 
I like that. That's 12 new people a year, and you just never know what kinds of opportunities that can lead to. Absolutely. Always be expanding your network. I mean, for me, it happens naturally now, given what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like, sometimes people ask me, like, like you just asked me outside of this, with, like, the two are, like, I've brought the two together. So when you, it's hard. There's, there's my professional life and there's my personal life, and the two are kind of together, just given the nature of what I do. So when you ask me outside of that, well, it's like, I mean, I brought the two together, so I don't know what to tell you. I sound like, <laughs> That's good. I found a way to combine the two, which That's is hard nice. because a lot of people can't do that, but... Yeah, I would challenge people to um, yeah, meet one new person a month. Nice. That's dope. I absolutely yeah. love that. So, um, what general advice or resources can you share with us that can be useful for people interested in pursuing um, their dream job other than Next Play? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, what books, websites, or mm-hmm. services that you use or offer that you feel like would be inspirational or motivational mm-hmm. for anyone um, interested in pursuing the next big thing? Yeah, so honestly, I think LinkedIn is a goldmine. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't really understand how powerful that platform is. Mm-hmm. If you want to do anything professionally, like my, I can't, I can't run my business without LinkedIn. Really? How did I find the initial people in the Nextbit community on LinkedIn? That's how I find people to invite to events initially, and then now people tell their friends and it grows organically. But so, what's one tip, like an insider tip, something yeah, I that so. I, I tell you, there's a couple actually just okay. with LinkedIn. So one of them is um, LinkedIn Learning. Are you familiar with that? No. Are you familiar? What was it called? It was called Linda.com. Okay, I've heard of you Linda.com. Heard of so LinkedIn acquired this company called Linda. The name is now. Oh, they acquired it? They acquired Linda, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. They acquired it. Yeah, LinkedIn owned it this whole time. And wow. they've now changed the name to LinkedIn Learning, so you won't see Linda anymore. Mm. Essentially, it's a massive, just, library of all kinds of, like, courses, professional development stuff. Oprah has a course on it. Mm. CEOs have courses. You can find courses. You can learn how to do anything on Linda. You need to get a LinkedIn premium account. If you have a premium account, you have unlimited access to Linda. I mean, mm. to um, LinkedIn Learning. And LinkedIn CEO thinks this is like the future of education. I think so, too. That's going to replace, like, higher education. I think so, too. Yeah, so LinkedIn Learning is game-changing one. So that's one resource. And, I mean, yeah, using a platform for just connecting and just building relationships. Like, I mean, there's 630 million people on there. Yeah. I mean whoever you're looking for is on there so I think that's the best resource uh, professionally I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. um, so I guess that would come down to what you're interested in to what your, your interests are what's your so, favorite one right now my favorite podcast uh, Why Combinator is it's like the number one incubator for it's called what it's called Why Combinator oh okay they have a podcast um, called Startup School it's, it's for entrepreneurs like you get a lot of entrepreneurial knowledge on there mm-hmm Breaking into startups is cool. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, so, yeah, you were asking, how do you break into the industry? That's a good podcast to listen mm-hmm. to, actually. They feature all these different people doing amazing things in the industry, and they talk about what they do. So people who are not aware of all the different kinds of interesting careers, you can learn it on breaking into startups. Um, yeah, podcasts, yeah, that's, that's a great resource. Uh, what else? A resource... Yeah, honestly, I think I think LinkedIn is the best 
professional resource. Nice. Yeah. So the last question is a pop question, and I have to get my phone out for this one because you have five seconds. Mm -hmm. Not 10 seconds, not mm -hmm. 15. A mm -hmm. lot of people like to sneak a few seconds in, but yeah. you have five seconds. Okay. And yeah. so... Feel the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> since you are in, and the five seconds starts yeah. as soon as I finish asking you the question. Okay. So, since you are in the world of event planning, you mm -hmm. have an unlimited budget, what are three main things you need to have in a, a successful event? Go. Good speakers, good turnout, I made it low key. Yeah, you kind of made it. What was the last one? What was the last one? Great entertainers. We got a lot of entertainers, visual artists, performers, all that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, so do you, do you have any last uh, thoughts or anything that you want to share with anyone? Absolutely. I would like to invite anyone listening to join the Next Wave community. This is a community of just dope, like minded, ambitious black and brown professionals that we've all been looking for. Nextplayevents.com, N-E-X-T-P-L-A-Y-E-V-E-N-T-S, nextplayevents.com. Anyone can go on there and join the community. You get invitations to events. We do them here, New York, Atlanta, London. We're doing London? Austin. Yeah, we're doing wow. Austin this year. We might do Detroit, might be doing Toronto this year. So next play could be coming to a city near you. So go ahead and join. And I mean, we host some pretty big speakers right nice. ceos i think the most interesting speaker we've hosted the vice president of nigeria wow we hosted him last year we've hosted the former cto former chief technology officer for the obama administration he worked directly with obama his name is leslie miley we hosted eric reese he wrote this book called the lean startup and Every founder, anyone who's running a business should read this book for sure. It's called The Lean Startup. Eric Reese, we hosted him. He's the CEO of a company. He's one of our customers. We hosted an event at Slack. Slack CEO Stuart Butterfield spoke. We're hosting one, too, at Snapchat, and we're working on getting Snapchat CEO. So this is serious stuff. Come out, <laughs> we'll connect you directly with these leaders, and we'll connect you with other like-minded people. So that's my call to action. NextWayEvents.com. What did you think? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think he shared some great insight on networking and how to get your foot in the door. I'll definitely be checking out the upcoming Next Play event. If you're in the Oakland or Bay Area, it's a vibe. Be sure to check out the Next Play event this weekend in Jack London Square. If you're not in the Bay Area, visit their website to see when they are hosting an event near you. As always, I'll be hooking you all up with the details and important info discussed in this episode. The links and everything you need will be included in the show notes. Till next time, peace, love, and everything in between. I'm out. Mm -hmm.